welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Fright School. Hello, Joe. Hi, Joshua. Happy New Queer. Happy New Fear. Happy New Fear. Exactly. All the things. It's a ghoul year. We're doing it. Doing all the things. Um, new, new Fear. Same Queer. There we go. Or Same Queer, New Fear. Uh, either way, it works. Either way. Look at that. Branding. Uh <laughs> Uh, alrighty. Oh my gosh. So we're celebrating all the branding, all of it, all of it. Uh, oh my gosh, Joe, how was your new year's? Did you do anything? Did you actually stay up till midnight? Um, I actually, I did stay up till midnight. Um, I don't know how, because new year's day, I like somehow woke up like my body hated me. It was like woke up at five in the morning and just couldn't go. Yeah, well, it's not alone in that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. That was it, uh, it, it, I woke up at five in the morning and then couldn't go back to sleep. And then like around 5 PM when James and I were heading to um, a little, backyard outdoor fire pit dinner thing with his uh, friends i was like oh shit i've been up for 12 hours already and i still have a whole evening to go <laughs> um so i so in true california fashion i pounded some green tea uh some loose leaf green tea from a farmer's market and uh, you know made it up i was definitely uh I was in that phase of like exhaustion where you're just kind of delirious, but you don't know how to sleep anymore. You'd like, don't know how to close your eyes. Your eyes are just like open. Um, and so, yeah, so we, we hung out with some friends uh, at their fire pit, had a lovely little, lovely little dinner. Um, it was really cool because there was a couple there who wore masks and they were, you know, fully vaccinated, not experiencing any symptoms. But it was just just knowing that there was a couple there who like, we're going to wear masks and we're still going to be here. And and it was just everyone was accepting of, you know what I mean? Like it was very there was a lot of forethought put into it. Now, we could have all just not been there together, but it was nice to like still have people acknowledge that like this is still a situation that we're in and. Um, and then we did uh, East Coast New Year's. So at nine o'clock California time, we rang in the New Year in New um, in New York, and then shortly after that, everyone left. <laughs> left. Nice. What did you do? Uh, well, we went over to former uh, a former fight school guests house actually. And, uh, they had a very small little get together and it was super fun. Uh, we also worried about like trying to stay up <laughs> because we've just, you know, I mean, between like school work, everything, you know, in our lives, we are like going to bed at like nine, nine thirty at night, you know? So you, it's like, you also don't, really you don't do new years no not typically we we're not big celebrators of it but um you know my friend had just got like had moved into this so it was kind of also like a housewarming uh part of super cool place um you know so we wanted to go uh mm -hmm. and you know thought it'd be fun you know this year to do something uh so i spent like the whole day like laying around doing nothing just like resting so i'd be ready because it's like I, when I started to get ready to go out is now the time that I get ready to go to bed. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah. How did, um, how did Squancher do? Cause like, I don't think Squancher has seen the like af post 10 PM. <laughs> and that's not the inside of his eyelids. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it was all right, but it was definitely like, we kind of like at 1201, it was like, all right, thanks. 
See you later. Was it hell getting out of downtown? No, actually, it was so crazy how easy the whole thing was. Like, we fretted about it because we kept going, oh, my God, this is going to be such a nightmare. But we found parking like two blocks away from uh, the building, you know, walked up, got back out. Super easy. Yeah, they don't live in like the gas lamp. So, okay. yeah, it was kind of perfect uh, in and out, you know, no traffic. Uh, I do think a lot of people were either staying home or staying in. Uh, but I did hear that like the gas lamp was a nightmare from other friends that were at the party that had driven around down there. Uh, so, you know. Yeah, but that's also, you know. Yeah, there's tons of hotels, bars, like everything's like. Exactly. Yeah. That's like, that's like, you know, a cishet nightmare. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this was more out on the, you know, downtown, like in like all the residential area, like the high rises mm-hmm. and stuff. So it was perfect. Yeah. No problem. Um, we didn't actually leave at 1201. We probably, I think we got home around one, almost one, I guess we kind of hung out because we went up to the rooftop, watched some um, firework displays. Uh, and then we, you know, had like another, you hang out, you know, went back mm-hmm. to the, actually inside the uh, apartment and hung out for a little while, a little bit. So yeah, it was super fun. Uh, but yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, we just usually do. I, I've never been a big like new year's person. Uh, even when I was younger, like, I guess we would go out and do things, but I don't know. I, I sometimes that was more like pressure of friends or whatever. Like we're all going to go out, you know, you have to come with us. But I just don't care about it. <laughs> uh, you know, I just, it's like, eh, whatever. The days yeah. come and go. <laughs> I've I've kind of been, I don't know. I don't know if it's just me just like not feeling comfortable in bar club settings. Because ah. like, that's really what, like, if it was like a karaoke thing at like our, one of our old karaoke places, like I would be more apt to do that. Yeah, yeah it's a lot more relaxed, but like, it feels that it's a night where people get like more than usual dressed to the nines, more than usual yeah. drunky drivery typey thingies. And I'm like, I can't, I can't deal with any of that. Like, that's not how I want to ring in the new year. You right. know what I mean, I would love to like, you know, go to sleep at midnight and then wake up and, you know, then start the new, you know, a new day has <laughs> come. Yeah. Now, now she's going to sue us. Now she's going to sue us. Um, yeah. They, uh, yeah, I feel kind of the same way. I, although I will say, like, I don't regret, like, going. Like, I, you know what I mean? If I had stayed home and found out, like, and, like, somehow knew what I missed out on, I'd have been mm-hmm. sad. So I had a really good time, uh, you know, oh, that's, going. That's, and then and, and that's, you know. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just don't think, like, I'm glad that somebody else hosted it, uh, you know, because it's just, like, yeah, I, I mean, if we're going to do it, I would rather just go out. It was kind of nice, like, <laughs> not like not having to really worry about anything. Although I did do some dishes while I was there because I can't help myself. But um, I, uh, <laughs> uh, it was nice just to go to somebody else's place and eat their food and hang out. <laughs> True. How and the food was delish. How often yeah. does it happen for you? <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of great, uh, great food. Um, speaking of karaoke, though, oh my gosh, we had so much fun doing yeah. karaoke um, yeah, yeah right um yeah dear listener we win and we're, uh joe rented a, a room doesn't that sound sexy uh with five of us i know it was like a little karaoke abattoir like yeah <laughs> uh no it was super fun thank you that was it was a good time we should definitely do that again uh yeah we definitely need to do that again but we'll have to find another place we won't name them we won't drag them live yeah. on the pod but um Let's just say that, like, there were holes in the wall. <laughs> yeah, and... the service was, ugh, I don't know, like, he just didn't care to be there. And mm-hmm. that's fine. You know, I don't, it's one of those things where I kind of feel, like, torn about um, kind of where things are. Because COVID, obviously, everything, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we live in, like, a capitalist hellscape. Um, you know, I don't know what he's getting paid. So I'd probably be like, hey, fuck it, too. You know, but it just... Uh, it just, you know, it was just kind of like, ah, you people are here. <laughs> just took a lot to like get anything yeah. we needed, but that, whatever. You yeah, know, exactly. 
Uh, and I did feel it was like a little expensive, you know? I mean, I think that they, especially for the amount of like food and drinks and stuff that we ordered, it's just kind of like, yeah. wow, this is kind of pricey for renting the room. So, yeah, I think my favorite moment, and I'm glad it was at the very end is that when we were settling everything and the server that had been, uh, working with us was also our cashier and we're getting everything settled. My mask had broken off mm-hmm. and I'm like holding it on my face. Like it's, you know, a, a Victorian masquerade. And then he like whispers to me, like, you know, like, it's okay. It's cool, man. You can take your mask off. And I was like, right. And I didn't know how to respond. I was searching for a response. And then our dear friend was just like, he wants to wear it. (laughs) You're like, I'm going to die in this place. I'm going to get Covey's and die. Yeah, I get the cocoa, as uh, Naomi Paragon says. Yeah. Um, Uh, Well, and speaking of death, oh my gosh, I'm just like monkey barring these these conversations together. Like, speaking of karaoke, speaking of death... Uh, oh my gosh, we, we lost Betty White, that final kick in the fucking balls of 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I do enjoy a lot of the comments about like, you know, she was such a great comedian and had perfect timing. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, might as well go out on the last day of the year just to guarantee that like at midnight, there was like 10,000 million people playing. Thank you for being a friend and toasting Betty White. You oh, know. so we did actually do that. We like there I have was no a, doubt. There yeah. was a moment where, like, I think it was shortly after midnight or right before. No, no, it was before that. And then we were all singing "Thank You for Being a Friend," and I was like, "Ah," because the hosts of the party were literally thanking everyone for being a friend, and yeah. so then someone did it, and I was like, "Oh, this is fitting." I see. I don't. I, it's so weird, right? Because it's like I. I am not a person who will go online or at least right now in my current incarnation will not go online and just like eulogize a celebrity. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I I don't, I feel more connected to people I actually know. And I don't know her from, I don't know her from Adam, but what I do love is that when people who got to work with her, like it's it's been really cool seeing the oh, people who, yeah. who got to work with her who weren't big stars, or not big stars. Drew Drogi posted yeah. um, on Instagram this really beautiful tribute. And I was like, see, this is, it, when you're that big, it's like the people who were relatively insignificant in your orbit are going to remember the the most, like, basic kindness that you showed them and right. if you're even more than that it's amazing so yeah. rip i know i have some friends who are truly hurting and so i feel for them but like i don't know it's just it's not the same like it's not it's 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 weird for me like i yeah i, I save that morning for you know people who i actually knew right right not me but you know no <laughs> when i drop you you're gonna, like, oh, god good riddance now i don't have I mean, to watch another stupid horror movie for the rest of my life um, you you are you know the prince of darkness and <laughs> oh so, i mean you know you're gonna uh, live forever i, I, I apologize you um no i i think what's really cool to see is that like there are very few people in the world that I feel like everybody can like kind of come together. And I mean, it was like every single one of my social media pages was flooded, you know, with with everybody saying something about her, you know, not just like kids from the eighties, not just, you know, like, you know, I don't even know what, how to explain because she was so like you, you know what i mean it's like i can't even think of how to like split up her fandom you know it was, it was everybody and it's so rare to see us all come together to like celebrate like somebody positive and somebody who you know really truly for you know the 70 some years she was on television was like unproblematic like i don't think i've ever you know seen you know a picture of Betty White doing something racist or saying something terrible. You know what I mean? Like so many others, you can't really say that about so many other people. Like she just seemed like a genuinely kind person who got like, you know, it almost makes me want to believe in God because it's like, she was so kind and sweet to animals. She lived to be, you know, 99 and truly, you know, she was working on her hundredth year. So she was a hundred, you know, 
Um, I've been having this whole conversation. Our birthdays mark the end of the year, you know, because you live a whole year before they say you're one. So she was 100. You know, it was just going to be finalized. <laughs> so just to settle that debate. Plus, Not the point. Uh, plus leap years. I, people were bringing in leap years into consideration and all that stuff. Oh, I do forget about that. So, huh. so like, you well, know, but she wasn't a, um, she wasn't a leap year baby, but like right. those extra years. Into oh, I it, see. I see. Know? I see. Yeah. It's like the weird, the days. Anyways, the, the point is, um, before, we're going to get into this conversation again. It's going to be like 10 hours long. Um, the point is, is that she lived, you know, a really long life, seemed very healthy, you know, for the most part of it, died in her fucking sleep. Like, who gets that, you know, like died peacefully at home, uh, you know, and like everybody in the world is just like heartbroken and like, you know, it's like the only other person is going to be like Dolly Parton when she dies. Mm-hmm. You know, like another person who's like universally adored, like it's really hard to find people that are like. Fuck Dolly Parton, you know. Fuck Betty White. I hate Betty White. Like nobody says that, you know. I mean, people are doing it to be trolls, but they don't mean it. They know in their hearts they fucking loved America's grandma or whatever the world's grandma. Can I um? Can I tell you? A are joke? you going to interject to say I hate Betty White? <laughs> You're going to actually, Joshua. You know, there was one time. <laughs> She said something really messed up about Guam. <laughs> She's like, no, no. I um, So we were preparing our New Year's Day, New Year's Eve lunch. And I came back from, uh, from running an errand. I was with my parents and they were. And I said, did you hear that Betty White died? And my mom was like, oh, yeah. And I was telling her, I was like, yeah, I'm just about like, uh, you know, how like they planned this like big special for a celebration of her 100th birthday. And how, like, she, I just saw an article from her that was like, you know, t- from like two days prior to her death that was released that said, like, the secrets for living a, a long life or whatever. Yeah. And um, she, and then I was like, yeah, Betty White just released this article about two, two years, like two days ago. And it's all these different, like, you know, secrets about how to live a long life. Um, and then my mom's like, you know, working on her baking. And I, then I said, I, I, I don't know. I guess she's just not credible anymore. And, (laughs) and mom looked at me and she was like, she was 99. I was like, Hey, Betty White would have appreciated that joke. (laughs) Right. (laughs) There was a lot of really good jokes that I think that she would have appreciated, you know, again, like humor gets us through stuff. Um, you know, and I saw a lot of really good ones, but yeah. Anyways, RIP Betty White. Uh, yeah, go watch some Golden Girls today. And actually, SNL, we just watched it this morning. Nice. They did, they reshowed her uh, hosting gig. And, I, you know, you forget how good it was. Like, because SNL has not, like, got a great track record lately, I feel. Like, I mean, there are some stuff that's funny. It's like it's like it's always been. Like, you know, some, some sketches are funny, some are awful. But, like, that one we're watching, it's like, man, it really was funny. It's like they really tried to, like do her justice i guess like if we got her on here let's like like let's make every sketch funny and it just really it was a good episode yeah. um she was the like i i watched the mary tyler moore show on nick at night oh, when i was yeah. a kid and like she set up that like archetype of the workplace comedy where she's the bitch at work yeah <laughs> and it's like and you know in a way that was purely her too where she was just like you know so like saccharine but also at the same time like very biting and like the representing the opposite of mary at the time too so it was just so yeah i I, that those are my memories of betty white is her um on mary tyler moore i love that that's great i did i did not watch that show really i mean i've seen episodes of it but um something i think I, i i might revisit this year now that uh you know with her gone with like really all of everybody gone, I guess, except who's still Carol Burnett's still alive. Well, she wasn't on that show. Was she? I don't know. No, she was. Um, I mean, they're all friends though. Like they're all, they were all uh, friendly, but anyways, not the point. Point was RIP Betty White. Uh, and also again, monkey bars, RIP 2021. Uh, so today uh, we did not watch a movie. We are going to do a fun uh, recap of our, of a year in fried school, 2021. And uh, wow, it was quite a year, Joe. 
I have I printed out here uh, my my lists here. So what we're gonna do, dear listener, is just kind of look back on uh, the movies we watched, and we both picked a few. We have a few different top five lists uh, that we're going to discuss. Uh, but first, just to kind of recap the year, we watched forty eight films, uh, or at least we had forty eight episodes. Uh, no, no, it was forty eight films because uh, we watched. The Fear Street trilogy, we did like a whole episode on those. So some of these, you know, we did multiple episodes or multiple films in an episode. But anyways, point is Fear Street, Wrong Turn. Yeah, yeah, there was a few. So so our episode count is not 48, but we watched 48 films. This is so fascinating. Um, We did we kicked the year off with Freaky. That was, you know, that was fun. We love that movie. And then we did a whole deep dive into the Purge series as our democracy failed. Uh, yet again, <laughs> uh, we celebrated some great um, black horror inspired by uh, horror noir. Uh, we did a deep dive into Stephen King, a uh, really deep dive into Stephen King, actually. Uh, we looked at some films inspired by Red Riding Hood, or at least ones that we shoehorned Red Riding Hood into. Uh, did a whole Bride series. Look at that! A uh, our summer, you know, on the road horror, vacation horror, and then we ended the year with uh, some awesome uh, folk folk horror films and some Jewish horror films, and then sprinkled in there were lots of other, uh, you know, fright school field trips. And I went home. We had an episode with my brother, which was super fun. And yeah, it was just a uh, it was a good year when I look back on all the movies we watched. I'm like, ah, you know, you got a good, you got a really good education. I'm looking forward to giving you your, uh, your quiz. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was so, it was so fun to like, look back and be like, these, these units of Fright School are such a time capsule of like the season or the month that we were doing them. Yeah, that's true. It's like, Oh, it's like, Oh yeah, I was in, I was in Seattle dealing with family stuff when we were, do- when we were doing this. And the fact that, like, we released, we watched 48 films over the court. I mean, there's 52 weeks in a year. It was, we we're just like f- four weeks where we didn't have uh, essentially anything. But I mean, and we watched way more than that because, you know, dear listener, you need to go back and listen to um, Every Month Madness and you, how we pretty much watched almost all of the Stephen King films. Oh, right. I know it was like 45 Stephen King movies or something. Yeah. It was so interesting. And then like, yeah, it's been a really good year and it's been a year where I didn't, there were topics where I was like, I don't know how this is going to go because it was a little like, like, I I mean, admittedly folk horror. I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm going to watch a bunch of old movies and, hate it and you know ended up being one of my favorite as you'll see one of my favorite uh uh units of the year awesome well i love that that makes me uh, makes me very very happy uh makes me look forward to this year because i have some other uh bizarre units we're gonna get to uh, <laughs> uh although i mean i i don't know i guess every year is kind of good might look a little like uh this last year this was actually a really good format for the most part over the year um all right so we want to do some top fives. So uh, I guess we can kind of like trade off. So let's start with, um, so I know we didn't do exactly the same kinds of lists. So I did my top five Fright School movie episodes. So my favorite movies that we watched and the episodes that we did on them. Well, mostly the movies. And then I did five uh, 2021 releases. So movies that came out this year that we covered. And then I also have a top five of horror things that we did not do on Fright School this year, but that I thought were really fun and thought I would suggest. Uh, And then I have a couple books that I wanted to talk about. What are your lists? Sure. So I also did my top five Fright School episode slash film. Um, I had to really spend a lot of time with it because I didn't want to choose things only based on the episode title and how clever I thought (laughs) I would be. Yeah, that'll be fun. We'll do that too because I have I I picked one uh, my favorite episode title of the year. I have I picked oh, yay. one. So, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you did too, but I did pick one. 
Oh my god. Okay, I can I can easily do that. But okay, um, well, hold on to it. We'll get yeah, to that. that. Um, I also picked the best horror release in 2021 that I saw, and that was very revealing because I realized that compared to what was actual compared, this is a pretty big year in horror in terms of the stuff that came out. And there was so much that I still haven't seen that I can't wait to like, you know, find the time to dive into. Um, yeah. There was a few that, like that. I still have not seen that. I want to see like St. Maud antlers. Like there's a, I mean, I could have made a whole, a huge list of films that I didn't get to see this year. So yeah, I thought about doing a list of like, here are the shit that I really want to get to that. I haven't gotten yeah. to in mass. Um, right. Was, yeah. So, so Squid yeah. Games. So, I haven't watched Squid Games yet. It, it was just a lot of comfort watching. Yeah. And so, you know, and then, you know, my comfort watching is vastly different from your comfort watching. So, right. <laughs> and then I did something. I, I was going to pick like the best horror performances of the year. But then I decided, you know what? This, this list is turning out to be very queer. So I changed it to the, the queerest moments in horror in 2021. All right, um, cool. And at least from my perspective as Joshua's gayest friend. Um, <laughs> All right, well, let's start with our the top five top five fright school movies so the 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 movies that we did that are not from 2021 they can't be new this year these are just the other ones um and what should i go should we like trade like i'll say one you say one yeah let's do that and okay then, just and in case we cross we, over yeah, that way if we cross over we can have a, a more expansive conversation on that Okay, so my first one... Well, these aren't really in any specific order. I just kind of, you know... Okay, Not in the specific order. So I don't want people to be like, oh, that is that movie better than that movie? It was just because I enjoyed it. And that's really what I... It was just like made me think or like it was just something new or something that I enjoyed. So uh, the first one is uh, The Gollum. The new... The 2018, was it? 2018 one or 2019? Okay. Uh, That's that's my first one that I'll say. I really enjoyed that film. Okay. And... Do you want to talk a little bit why or um or like oh. a thought about it or <laughs> yeah i just really like the twist on like the sort of the folklore of it i love the uh i thought it was super creepy um you know we i i would just i want to see more jewish horror uh, there's i think quite a bit to mine there within the kabbalah the kabbalistic traditions um mm-hmm. you know, just there's kind of like with the vigil i really the, the um that was another one that I kind of struggled. I'm like, well, which one do I want to pick? I, I just, I also like a creature feature. Mm-hmm. So we don't get, you know, a lot of those every year. So I wanted something that was kind of, you know, old school. It was just like an old school horror film. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Awesome. Uh, my first one is uh, the purge election year. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, that's it, a, that's left field. That is a left field one, uh, mainly because, like, uh, that one just to kind of talk about our entire doing of the purge and how like we we had anticipated doing the purge prior, and the first episode that we did came out like the week of <laughs> the yeah. the up uh, the insurrection the the of January sixth, and it was just like it felt so prescient and such a moment for us. Like yeah. we couldn't have planned it. The timing of it couldn't plan it better. Yeah. I, yeah. Cause we had started plotting that probably in like September or October mm-hmm. of 2020. Like, you know, that we knew we were going to do like the purge series to like, you know, talk about like the election and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. And politics, That's the outcome of the election, by the way, like September, <laughs> we did this in September thinking like, okay, either way, it's going to be a good conversation. And yeah, I remember like that particular episode was a really fun conversation and a really good um, discussion about um, about power and stuff. And then talking about um, uh, all of the kind of like mechanics of what like that, what it would take to get everything to be like a purge society. So I... um, I yeah, that was fun. How the economics of the purge, like how could it work, and the psychology of the purge. Like, yeah, I actually really enjoyed those conversations a lot, and like looking up that. You know, I remember I went back and looked up that history of uh, that village where everybody like fights once a year. 
the Peru, <laughs> the Peruvian village. Yeah, yeah. And so it was like it was just it was really fun to take like these kind of ridiculous films and really apply this you know analysis to them. So yeah. it, it was just the it was the perfect like this is what Fright School does. <laughs> yeah, and also it kind of was a little bit of a milestone moment for me in my Fright School journey because it's the first time that we finished a franchise. So yeah, we, that's we true. Current, I guess I should say on a franchise, which is The Purge. Um, I haven't watched the TV show. It's in the queue. Yeah, the show's in the queue. But the as far as films go, we are current. So yeah, we've, we've seen them all, which is true. We haven't really done that on the show ever. Watched an entire series, mm-hmm. so I'd like to do that again. I want to. Uh, I've got to figure that out. What series, dear listener? What series of film should we watch in their entirety? I have a suggestion. Oh yeah. Because this was going to be one of my like 2022 Fright School resolutions. So my suggestion is to do Scream. Oh, and watch all the Scream movies. Because the new Scream is coming out. And I feel like like new Scream is going to be a fan service C movie (laughs) for the most part. And I want, I'm someone who like, I want to be able to get those references yeah, I want to be able to experience that. So my 22, you know, resolution is to uh, do a deep dive into the Scream franchise. I don't know if you want to make that, you know, take that what you will, Joshua, but just know that, like, I am also willing to do the work. <laughs> All right. Well, I love that. Uh, yeah, I will keep that. That's uh, you heard it here first, listener. That might be our uh, the next few episodes. Uh, that's a good, you know, it's a great idea and ties into current uh Current things. Uh, <laughs> all right. So my next pick uh, for the top five uh, Fright School movies that we did this year was Freaky. That was the, it kicked off the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, also just really enjoyed it. It was just bonkers. I love the writing on that. Uh, you know, that whole concept of like, I thought about that before, like, you know, oh, when Jason's like not, you know, murdering people and what's he doing, you know? So kind of getting this like, glimpse into where like Vince Mm -hmm. Vaughn's character lives and you know like that life and I I don't know I just thought it was super fun just a really really fun movie and uh we had a really good uh, time uh trying to uh, settle on pronouns (laughs) to use while talking about the film Um, always a fun always a (laughs) we had a lot of fun with pronouns this year yeah yeah (laughs) what's your what's next on your list um, my, my next one is the blood weave, uh, bad okay. hair, uh, bad hair with TJ and Zakia was probably, a, was such a fun episode and like, I'm still listening to the soundtrack. Like I, there, there were songs from that soundtrack that just are such like boppy new Jack swing that I just have the, you know, millennial nostalgia for. So, um, that movie was also really fun. And it was one of those movies that like, as like, as someone who does this show, right. Every time I want to tell people about how in like, there are horror movies that are really insightful, but there are also horror movies where like the premise is bonkers banana sandwich. Right. So this one, it's like, it's about a weave that kills people. And it was just a way for, I almost convinced a friend who is not a horror person to watch this movie, particularly because of like what it says about um, blackness, black culture, hair, all of those, all of those things. And it was just great because, I mean, I love our guests. I love our the guests that we had on, and it was so good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're we're very lucky to know some uh, brilliant people who uh, don't mind applying that brilliance to the ridiculousness of <laughs> what we do sometimes. <laughs> uh, and, and that hair was really fun. I'm glad that you picked that because my pick kind of ties in is Ganjin Hess. Uh, that's my next one. Uh, that movie was fantastic. I'm really glad that it was rediscovered and uh, rele- re-released as it you know was meant to be seen. Uh, the soundtrack was awesome. Uh, you know, I bought that, I got that on vinyl, uh, this year and, uh, shared about it. And, uh, that was super cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. So yeah, I just, you know, I love a weird cerebral vampire movie and that's like the mother of them, you know, Ganjin has, it's just such a, such a really 
beautiful. I think I like diaphanous, like <laughs> I think artsy it's, diaphanous, right? Yeah. Um, is that what we called it? Yeah, artsy diaphanous. Interesting. Ganjin Hess. That was the uh, episode title. Uh, yeah. So also one of the the picks that came out of uh, horror noir. Yeah. Which again, horror noir became a like was even more a foundational text than it usually has been uh, this year in particular. But yeah, definitely. Um, my third pick is Hard Candy. Oh, nice. Um, Hard Candy. It's just it was it was a. I remember it being a really fun conversation and a kind of a twist, like we had been talking. I always love things that take the story and twist it a little bit. Um, and I was trying to pick something. I was trying to pick films that were also my favorite of like the unit that we were doing as well too. And I think that particular film was my favorite of that unit. And it was also like, uh, this is how I want, want kind of all horror to be. Plus it really surprised me because like, I thought it was going to go one way with, with the hard candy stuff. And I remember it going a completely different way than I thought. And it was more interesting. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of the point of that movie is playing mm-hmm. with like expectations and uh, yeah, I love that. How it kind of turns around. I love those sorts of stories. There are lots of those where, um, you know, the child turns out to be, you know, the, not that, not that the um, main, you know, guy in that isn't, you know, a predator as well, but it was just not, like that turning is, uh, is super mm-hmm. cool. Uh, the orphan is 33. Oh, did I spoil the orphan for people? I, I, right. <laughs> and they're doing another one of those movies soon, uh, which and we've never talked about either. Uh, any of the orphan. I've actually never seen it, but I have accidentally read like one of yeah. those feed lists spoiled. of spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So my next pick is, and this again, sentimental reasons, 28 weeks later with my brother, with mm. Cody, that was super fun. It was just fun to be home and not fighting with anybody. <laughs> uh, and, you know, he loves zombie movies and it was fun to talk about that with him. Um, even mm. if, even if we had to drag out a lot of <laughs> talk, <laughs> um, but it was a good time. And I like that movie. I like that series. I really wish they'd make another one. Uh, we need, we need 28 years later, I guess at this point, cause I don't know if 28 months is going to be. No, I think it needs to be 28 years. Right. Uh, which I guess we, what year did the first one come out? 2003. I mean, we're getting there. They really could wait a few more years and do 28 years later no. in actual real time. Uh, or was it 2001? I think it was 2001. I always forget. It's two or one. Laura's listening right now, screaming like, you know, the day, the the year it came out. Uh, 2002. There you go. 2002. Oh, yeah. So there we go. If we just wait till 2030, wait eight more years, and then they can do it 28 years later in real in real time. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was just a really fun episode for me. And it's a, it was a good memory of this year. And again, it's one of those things that I'm glad. I'm glad we... Have like there are times where I think, you know, if I'm something happens to me and I'm gone, or something were to happen to my brother, or you know, what it's like, I have this moment preserved forever of us like talking, you know, and like this whole series is like that. There's just like so many great memories with friends and people that are that's like documented and is real, you know, and I can revisit. Uh, kind of like you know, I have voicemails I say from my mom, like when I want to hear her voice. Um. It, there's just something about that, about having that moment cemented a little existential uh, kind of thing there, you know? And of course all th- this documents our friendship so well. And there are just times where it's like memories like that make me really grateful for having this show because I've just had a lot of really good talks with people that I love and adore and admire. And uh, it's kind of cool. So I wanted to put that on the list because wow. that was one of my favorite moments from the year. I love that. Um, Oh, I completely forgot. Uh, I, I need to go back a little bit. The other reason why I chose um, Hard Candy oh. is because that was our first episode recording in person uh, post-vaccination since the beginning of COVID. Oh, wow. 
So I I wanted to put that in there because I remember like like there are when I think about all of the films that we watch, like the ones that I hold dearest are the ones where we're in the same space. Yeah. And so this one, I don't think it would have hit as, um, I don't think it would have hit as deeply if I had to watch it by myself. Yeah. So that's the other reason why I chose hard candy. Oh, that's super sweet. I love that. See, we're um, both being very sentimental. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, my number four pick, uh, <laughs> Is um, our, I mean, I'm going to cop out and say it's this whole series, but if I had to choose a film, it would be Christine. Okay. Um, but Two Queens Talking King uh, yeah, that was, was, fun. was such a fun month. And like, it was such a fun month because like, it was the stress of like, are we like, who's getting a vaccine? Like, cause the vaccines were starting to roll out me trying to get my parents, them, uh, those. And like, it was so fun to like, dive into like the Stephen King stuff. Um, Christine sticks out for me as one of my favorite episodes of that series because, um, uh, because one, because I predicted a sequel, which is happening. I think there's like a queer sequel happening. Um, is it, see, I thought they were remaking it. Oh yeah. I, sorry. A queer remake. Um, oh, okay. That's like happening of Christine. Um, and also because it was just like, I, I, it was the one that seems the most accessible at <laughs> one of the more accessible ones, but like, I don't, I, I don't know if we talked about this. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on air, but like when we did, um, when we did sell with Sakia, I was like in the throes of my second dose of the vaccine. Like I was laying down in my bed recording, not with my usual equipment. So if I sound weird, it's because like I really did not have the energy and somehow we still managed to pull it through. Yeah. Um, Cause you're what a professional. I am a professional. Um, it's the bus still running. Um, and, <laughs> and it was just like, it was such a fun moment. Plus everything we did outside of that with our Jersey girl friends yeah. and, you know, and uh, Joey. Lots of good and memories. That. Yeah. Lots of good memories with that. Awesome. All right. So my fifth pick is Promising Young Woman. We did that with Ashley. That was uh, a great film. Uh, I just really loved it. It was so appropriate for the times. And uh, again, another film that had a really unexpected ending, like the twist of it all was like, what? Um, It just... Yeah, left 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 us with a lot to think about, and I always enjoy that in in a horror film. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's it. Well, uh, mine was the <laughs> the shady side uh, GSA conversation that we had. Oh, <laughs> yeah, um, for the Fear Street for the Fear Street trilogy, which like Fear Street was a moment, like it was. It feels so long ago, right? Because it yeah. burned. It burned so bright and burned so hot. Um, it was in. Dur- it came out during hot vac summer, so it got to have a premiere. It got to have like big fan stuff, um, which was perfect uh, for for everything that happened then in terms of like the moment. But it was also fun to like you know hang out with people and, and to to kind of hear the like love. And I, I don't want to say reverence because I don't want to put too fine a point on it, but like the love that like you and Jackie have for for the books and how that yeah. translated and this is something new. And yeah, I yeah. Plus, it's like of everything that we watched last year, um, I think if I have to think about stuff that like I'm going to rewatch year after year for the most part, it's probably going to be um, one or two of the Fear Street um uh, Fear Street films. Nice. I love that. Oh, so I hope they do more. I hope they, I, I'd be interesting to see what, uh, what more they do with Fear Street. Yeah. I, I would like them to, to adapt more of the books. I just would like to see them actually adapt some of the books. You know, I think we talked about that in it and that like, um, I think Jackie and I diverged a little cause she didn't feel it felt like Fear Street to her, but I definitely did. I was like, no, I, I've, I I felt like it was, um, even though like her critiques were c- completely valid, like for yeah. for her. But again, because like 
I think it was just my own brain. Like if they weren't as dirty or if they weren't as like, you know what I mean? If like there was stuff in them that like wasn't as pushed as the films, I think I just kind of made it up in my head maybe. (laughs) So it felt appropriate to me. Um, like, and like the Nightwing, like the Camp Nightwing slasher, like that, whoever that actor was or the stunt person or whatever, like it was just like, cause like you, you see the old depictions of it and they're not moving fast like that. They're not like hacking right. away. Like that is, that was like really unsettling, <laughs> but in a very like, it, it, it got the blood pumping, got the pulse racing. Like it was just yeah. also, and it was also like a perfect summer horror flick like the all three of those films were just perfect for the summer so yeah um yeah oh look we didn't overlap we didn't overlap i know not i mean i i'm not too surprised (laughs) i figured we uh we probably would be on different pages for what our favorite moments of the year were but um awesome that's great because you know that's even more uh, more films that we uh discussed so uh my top five 2021 releases that we did cover on fright school i'm just gonna run down them you know okay. maybe you run down your list and we can like because i think we might have some overlap here but we'll see my my list doesn't include um also includes things we didn't cover so it was just 2021 in period oh so, okay so, yeah like that's how i did mine oh, because i realized okay. i didn't watch a lot of horror this year but the, there were things that like there were things that uh, one of my picks i think will really surprise you so okay all right well my top five 2021 film releases that were like our you know fright school field trips or whatever that we did this year um are uh spiral the Candyman, fear street 1978 i like that the most out of the three of the films um i would watch that kind of just on its own i, I love a camp slasher kind of thing the forever purge and wrong turn uh the new the new wrong turn so again because we we only covered i think let me see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven we only did eleven films that actually came out this year out of the list so it wasn't like a huge list to pick from and so honorable mentions to like i did enjoy halloween kills army of the dead i mean that was fun uh but yeah my top five spiral Candyman, fear street 1978 the forever purge and wrong turn awesome so i'll start with my top i'll start this is my top five of the year overall i'm okay. gonna start with three that we did episodes on so Candyman, oh, cool. uh awesome. Candyman, um false positive oh yeah um Mainly because uh, the fact that Jeffrey watched the whole thing uh, and stayed up late with us <laughs> and how like banana sandwich false positive was. Um, and of course, malignant. Malignant. <laughs> malignant. <laughs> um, malignant um, was also a fun one. Also, that one uh, Jimmy Kins joined us for. And yeah. I completely, I, there, I remember telling him about it and he's like, he was like, I was there. <laughs> And I honestly could not remember that he was he was sitting right there because it was, was such a bonkers movie. Yeah. So so uh, yeah yeah. So malignant. All right. What else is on your list? So the the two the three thing or the the remaining two things in horror of twenty twenty one, American Horror Story horror stories or American Horror Stories. Oh yeah. Okay. The shorts. Um, All right. Well, shorts. the yeah the anthology. The anthology, I really liked it, especially the last episode, um, how meta it was and and kind of closed almost a chapter. Um, I don't want to give it away because I think that yeah. if you're a fan of um, American Horror Story, you should watch it if you've been on the yeah. fence. But it closed a chapter while like still leaving the door open. Um, but it was like a satisfying ending to um, one of the stories early stories of American horror story. Um, And then number five um, was uh, two episodes of what if uh, the Disney plus uh, Marvel uh, TV show. Um, One of the episodes was uh, zombies where it was, you know, for those who don't know, or, you know, just think Disney plus and immediately stay away. um, What if, uh, is a TV show that um, 
it's an animated TV show on Disney Plus. It kind of takes its style from like anime without being um, too anime e, and it um, is the narrator is Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher, and basically the Watcher shows different ver- uh, different uh, parts of the multiverse. Where like, what if you know everybody died, or what if? Um, uh, T'Challa, who was Black Panther, was uh, uh, Star Lord instead of Peter Quill. So they did two episodes in there in this season that I thought were really great. It was also a really great season of television. Um, they did "What If There Was a Zombie Apocalypse That Infected the Avengers," and it was delicious horror. It showed zombies with superpowers, which was really fun. The the also oh, the um, that's it's an a, interesting concept. It's a kids show, but it's written like kind of like a comic book. So like the zombie um, animation is very graphic. (laughs) Like it's so it was so delicious. Um, And then the other one that was like kind of existentially horrifying was uh, an episode that featured Doctor Strange where like what if Doctor Strange was like, you know, lost his heart instead of his hands and basically how he... um, turns himself into this like you know chaotic monster villain in order to save the love of his life um so i recommend at least those two uh for you i know you're not really a marvel person but i thought that those two moments were kind of like underrated but of what i saw last year were just like truly great at like capturing horror and especially exposing it to a young audience in the like marvel cinematic universe Cool. Yeah, I like that. I will have to check that out. I like the idea of like zombies having powers. Like that's that sounds interesting. Yeah, and <laughs> and like it was it was really cool because like they they did one where it's like, what if all the Avengers died before they became of the Avengers? And so there was like a darkness to the What If series that I was really surprised. I mean, I've been really surprised with the what kind of their what kind of Marvels getting away with in Disney. On Disney Plus, especially because it's such a wide audience. But like the zombie one was really cool because we get like a zombie Scarlet Witch, we get a zombie Captain America, Thor, all of that. Um, cool. So, yeah. Huh. Well, I'll have to check that out. Um, yeah, I will. I will have to check that out, especially because I imagine you don't need much knowledge of like the Avengers Marvel universe to watch it. It can just, it's probably standalone. It's standalone. Um, Because I know their powers and stuff. Like, I know enough about them just from comics and X-Men. Exactly. Like, if you you watch the movies, if you're a fan, you'll really love it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to do that. But but you you don't have to. Uh, You don't have to do... You can just watch it and just think, like, oh, this is really interesting. Yeah. Um, The final two episodes of that season are, like, everything leads like the whole season the whole season leads up to those final two episodes and it ends up being like its own really cool thing like if i had to rank all of the marvel tv shows that came out this year it's like wandavision and then like what if is right underneath it um when ashley listens to this ashley is my new marvel movie buddy we saw spider-man no way home together um i did not know in addition to being a horror girl that she was a marvel girl as well so I'm curious to hear what she thinks about my saying that. <laughs> so text me, Ashley, when you, when you get this, <laughs> when you hear this, <laughs> I'm sure she will. Uh, and include me. And then uh, we'll both, we'll, we'll see her reaction in real time. Uh, all right. So the other movie, so th- these were the, my, some of my favorite things from this year that we did not talk about on fright school. Not that we won't some, we may in the future. And you watch um, these? These are all things you watched? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, these are what I watched. Uh, like I said, I talked a little bit earlier about the ones that I didn't. But um, so the Chucky series, uh, that was really fun on sci-fi. And it was just... Uh, Child's Play, It it's such a bizarre franchise. But uh, the one thing it has going for it is Don Mancini has always been there, writing it. And... Um, you know, keeping some sort of continuity. So this brings Chucky into like the new, you know, into the new millennium, so to speak. <laughs> um, you know, and I think it did a really good job. I thought it was super, 
uh, irreverent and meta in a lot of ways. And so, yeah, that was really fun. If you've been sleeping on it, like just watch it because it was really fun. Uh, Werewolves Within, uh, A Quiet Place 2, Slumber Party Massacre, the remake. I really enjoyed that. And then that kind of indie film I talked about, Horror in the High Desert. Uh, those were some of my favorite watches of this year. There were others. Don't get me wrong. There, you know, we could, uh, you know, like anything, we could talk endlessly about, you know, new stuff that was released this year that we love and or hate or whatnot. Uh, but those are the ones that uh, stuck out for me that kind of, you know, made 2021 not suck so bad. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then, oh, well, no, what uh, you were going to talk about queer, top queer. Yeah, moments. so there were, there were uh, you know, big horror year, big queer horror year. Um, I got the top uh, five, my top five queer moments in horror of uh, 2021. Um, the first one is nothing to do with the film and everything to do with us celebrating a queer person. Um, so this year, our dear friend and former uh, former guest, and hopefully future guest, uh, Doctor Heather Petrocelli, um, is uh, received a uh, successfully defended her uh, dissertation on uh, on um, uh, queers and horror, uh, queer fandom in the horror genre, and so I really want to highlight that. Um, yeah, Heather is a, a very sweet, amazing person, and. <laughs> deserves this so much and has done a lot to um, not only catalog queer experiences and queer, uh, queer POC experiences, uh, but just in the horror genre as well. And you definitely want to, if you please give her a follow on Instagram, uh, queer for at queer for fear. Um, Heather is currently uh, has in, in her interviews for, um, for her dissertation she uh, for her research she uh catalog like um what people her horror queers that she interviewed said were their um top horror films like top five horror films and she is watching all like over 1400 of these types of films yeah and does a little bit about them so that's it's awesome. really interesting to see what people have said are their horror are yes their horror films and not and uh, really fun to hear her take on a lot of it too. So give her a follow and um, that was definitely a highlight of uh, a queer celebrate a queer person. Um, big ups to uh, our friend Heather. Uh, my uh, number two uh, moment of the year was a uh, got mix Hellraiser inspired finale look. yeah that was pretty amazing um we will post a picture um somewhere so that way you can see it but it was just beautiful it was horror um you know it was just it was so on a mainstream level right like this of of the things that we've seen it's a mainstream level um number three is uh the i i have i'm just gonna read what i have it written as um folk horror muff diving fear street 1666 um where you know we see uh what the uh lesbian curse (laughs) that has befallen the town began (laughs) with uh you know eating the psycho psychedelic berries and uh there we go going down on each other um that was pretty queer. Uh, that was one of my favorite moments. That was very queer. Um, number four is uh, from American Horror Story uh, Red Tide. It was Evan Peters and Francis Conroy as Austin and Belle Noir uh, singing Islands in the Stream. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty gay. It was very, very gay. Uh, <laughs> it was also fun because like we watched it together yeah in like you know and it was a return to how we had been watching it and and uh you facilitating that and there was such a nice core group of folks that were coming yeah it was really um, fun so you know hopefully we continue that and maybe i'll show up to more than just two uh but we'll see and then finally um queer moment the uh, final the fifth moment a queer moment is um there were like three tv shows on at that premiered at the same time or around the same time in the same month that had like canonically queer characters 
Um, we had uh, Chucky. I know what you did last summer. Um, there was that show on Peacock um, starring Misha Collins. I forget uh, what that show is called, but we will put it in the <laughs> we will put it in the in the show notes. Um, I don't. I didn't write it down here, but I just put Misha Collins show about the woods. Um, the girl in the woods, the door in the woods, something like that. Um, and I think even Slumber Party Massacre had a queer queer characters in it, if I'm not mistaken. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was really... For, I remember Sam Weinman posting about, like, uh, this is kind of like an unprecedented moment that, like, for better or worse, there are canonically queer characters in these in these kind of big um big things so um i thought that was really interesting and it's kind of showing you i mean it's the people who are creating it (laughs) uh uh the people who are creating it um the genre itself is uh to kind of tie it all together the genre itself is a very queer genre so yeah that was 2021 um, that was what I saw in 2021. I mean, honorable mentions, of course, we get the new seasons of uh, Dracula. Uh, like, there's so much other stuff, but these were the things that I consumed. Yeah. Well, I love that. I like that's a great list. That's not what I, I thought you were doing something else. So that, but that was perfect. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And that's uh, really, yeah, it was a really good year for, uh, for queers and horror. <laughs> Uh, alrighty. Well, the only, I guess the last thing is, um, you know, there was also some great reading this year, uh, for me, I read, uh, these are the kind of the books that I really enjoyed, uh, the final girl support group by Grady Hendrix, uh, devolution by Max Brooks, which I don't think came out this year, but I read it this year and it was really, really good. Um, where are the other ones? Oh my gosh. Uh, oh, I'm reading My Heart is a Chainsaw right now by Stephen Graham Jones. But I guess that doesn't count because that was in 2021. Uh, Elvira's memoir, autobiography. Mm-hmm. It was a good year for uh, for books and horror. I mean, that was also honorable mention as well. Elvira comes out. Right. I know. We. Why wasn't that? That should have been like the top of the, of the, uh, of the That'll list. That'll be number six. That'll be <laughs> number six. Elvira comes out. Yeah. Elvira coming out of the coffin. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't read. I don't. I don't read. Right. I don't right. read. I don't read books. So you know, Elvira's memoir. I mean, if if I happen to get a copy of Elvira's memoir, then I will read. Yeah. Um. I will read it. But. Uh. But yeah. Yeah. It was a. Uh, yeah. It was a good year. Overall. Um, what was your favorite episode title? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So thank you for reminding me. You have a few. Let me know. I just have one. I have one. I mean, there there were lots of good titles. I mean, you come up with some really funny stuff. Um, but my favorite, favorite, favorite of the whole year was the Rutger Hauer Circada Monster Picture Show for Jeepers Creepers. I just. I just that's so fucking delightful and we need a t-shirt of that uh and not get sued so i don't know how we do that but yeah the rutger hauer cicada monster picture show that nice. is just every time i think about it it makes me laugh because it's just so perfect uh, uh yeah mine that is, was my favorite what's yours mine is henny we're gonna make us a woman a woman yes that was a good one too that on a t-shirt also yeah 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 I mean, yeah. there were some. There were some really fun ones. There was contract law and genocide. <sighs> yeah, um, was a really fun one. Fred Flintstone, cannibal chic. Um, it was just uh, there was um, um, assigned Candyman at birth, like um, Tete de Citri. What? What is it? Tete de Citri. Tete But yeah, I think overall, Hanny, we're gonna make us a woman was probably my favorite and i'd be curious to see how a designer would spell woman on a t-shirt well it had to start with an h but we'd figure we'll figure that out um yeah you know what my favorite thing about 2021 is though was though out of all of this is that uh you dear listener listened uh to us talk ad nauseum for like 52 some hours or whatnot. <laughs> actually, I wonder if we went back and added up all the hours. I wonder how many, I wonder how many hours we actually talked. Cause some, some of our episodes got a little long winded. Yeah. Um, 
Like this one. I meant for this to be like half an hour, but look at us. Yeah. <laughs> we're no, still we're going. Different. We're still going. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, as always, I, I'm super grateful uh, for all of the listeners out there, and there are there are there are uh, there are lots of you, and that makes me happy. And uh, and I love doing this, of course, with you, Joe. That's always that's you know you're my partner in in, in crime. <laughs> and uh we have so much to look forward to hopefully knock on wood yeah um you know if omicron doesn't destroy all of our plans i know omarosa does not come for us um yeah. we we are gonna we're gonna do every all the things this year all the things and, and uh i love you joshua oh you're so sweet i adore you all right well that was our 2021 in review bye <laughs> Bye. Good night. <laughs> Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davey Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 